Imagine building an organization that provides not just for you and your family, but for the families of hundreds more. A brand recognized as a leader in your field. Why is it that some leaders are able to inspire a team and have a profound impact on our world, while others attempt to beat their teams into submission through micromanagement and managers who, regardless of title, are not leaders, costing their business to lose great talents and resources through attrition and toxic culture, ultimately running a great brand right into the ground? There is something else at play here, and we want to know why. It's your brand. Protect it. Protect it from both the outside and inside of your organization. Welcome to Brandology Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Mosier, alongside co-host David Morrow. We explore great leaders, great brands, and the reasons why they succeed. We also take a look at stories of toxic cultures and the fall of some iconic brands. We'll play brand trivia and interview some of the leading entrepreneurs in today's business world. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the episode, and please don't forget to subscribe and follow. Let's begin. And welcome, everyone. This is David Morrow, uh, host of this Brandology podcast episode. Um, in the studio today is Mark Mosher, my co-host. Mark, how are you? Hey, you know how I am. I'm always good. Yes, you are. And you are in a, an executive suite today. I'm in the uh, Brainology executive suite today, right? Well, I didn't even know we had those. Room. Those are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So you're over in our office and you uh, commandeered uh, one, of the, uh, <laughs> yeah. one, one of the newer offices that has a better background than the one. Yes, it looks much nicer. Yeah, that's fantastic. Good for you. So I'm excited about today. We have Emily Griffith with us. Emily, and she's in our studio today. Emily, how are you? I'm doing good. Lots of exciting stuff going on this week and excited to talk to you guys. Brand is my favorite thing. So That's fantastic. Well, we want to hear about it. So um, we're going to find out about you, find out kind of what drives you, what the meaning behind what you do, what you do, what it is that you do, your brand, all of that. And then we're going to take a break. We're going to play some brand culture trivia, and then we're going to get back to the uh, the meat and bones of the uh of the interview before we wrap up before the hour. So uh, let's start from the top. Tell us about yourself. Um, what is it that you do currently? Yes, so I'm actually the founder and CEO of a food brand called Lil Bucks, kind of like Lil Wayne, but Lil Bucks. Yes, yeah, like L-I-L Bucks, right? Yeah, so you can say Little Bucks if you're having a hard time, you know, enunciating. Right. I actually mumble all the time, so Lil Bucks works really well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we're America's buckwheat brand. So we're the first brand dedicated to sprouted buckwheat in the United States. Uh, I discovered it's a really popular super seed we can get into in Australia, but grew a brand out of that. Um, we have a couple product lines in Whole Foods and on Amazon and all that. Um, but yeah, before that, I was in marketing at ad agencies doing digital marketing and graphic design and then did freelance for some food and wellness brands before before um starting my own brand a couple years back so here we are cool tell us more i'm, I'm really excited i want to hear more about the seed i want to hear more about um the little bucks sprouted buckwheat seeds um can you give the the listeners maybe some insights some descriptive um it's it sounds really interesting i want to be sure and convey it correctly so i'll maybe have you do that absolutely and of course in absence of all your listeners being able to try it in the moment right now. We, I, I could tell even the founding story of how I even discovered this will help paint the picture 
But that's exactly, that's exactly what we want to hear. We want to hear like you're talking very passionately about sprouted buckwheat. So of all the discussions that Mark and I have had, and we're in technology and we see all these different industries, I don't believe we've talked about sprouted buckwheat. So I want to know why and what drove you to that and how it started. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I was just minding my own business, living in Australia, working at a marketing agency, mostly focused on surfing and having fun in Australia. And I came across uh, a life-changing acai bowl. I don't know if you've ever had one or seen them around or a smoothie bowl. You generally blended smoothie in a bowl, Absolutely. topped with smoothie, chia yep. seeds, fruit, granola, whatever. And the reason this one was so delicious and blew me away was because they used sprouted buckwheat seeds as a replacement for the granola. And first and foremost, the seeds themselves have this incredible texture. I'm a big texture person, so the crunch was just so addictive and it really filled me up. It turns out the buckwheat has a bunch of protein and fiber in it naturally. So I was so obsessed that I asked the cafe owners, I went back to the cafe, walked all the way up this hill from the beach to ask the cafe owners about it. Cause I was freaking out. I'm like, how have I never heard of this buckwheat seed thing? And they're like, yeah, they're great. Like you'll see them used in granola. Like we use them on our avocado toast and salads and all this stuff. So it's just a common ingredient. Um, and I just started noticing it in grocery stores, used in products in Australia and used at other cafes. So I just went ahead and bought my own bulk bags and started using them in my own recipes every day. I mostly use the crunchy seeds to top my oatmeal uh, smoothies, yogurt. I had a bag sitting at my desk at work so I could put it on salads. So very versatile, a lot of nutrients in the seeds themselves. And then when it came time to move back to the US, I, I like literally so, you know, the buckwheat, sprouted buckwheat was such an integral part of my diet that I'm like, where am I going to get my sprouted buckwheat seeds from? And that's when I did a quick uh, search on American, American Google, because I was still in Australia at the time. And I realized there's no brands. Aussies call it activated buckwheat, um, but pretty much the same term as Americans call it, say sprouted. Okay. And there's no brands focused on sprouted buckwheat at all. Mm. And there's all these health benefits. It's so versatile. Um, it's great for soil health and it can be grown in North America. Organic farmers in North America want to grow it more. So it was kind of all the dots connected for me. There's a great story to tell here and a unique way to consume buckwheat that we're not doing in the States. And that led me to make different flavors of sprouted buckwheat seeds with cacao, cinnamon just launched yesterday, oh. matcha. And then we also came out with a snack line, cluster bucks. So those are buckwheat clusters. Uh, so you can eat them more on the go. Those have been really popular and we kind of have a few more things in the pipeline to create out of buckwheat. Uh, but people, are, the consumers love the crunch and the health benefits so and hopefully the brand <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, I'm looking at the website we've got to get the listeners to the website it's um love little little l-i-l bucks.com <laughs> yeah the clusters the chocolate one looks really good i'm curious so um do they have to be cooked before you eat them how's that work yeah so buckwheat traditionally how it's consumed in the States are by Eastern European and Russian culture. Mm -hmm. They grow up eating kasha, which is basically right. cooked buckwheat into a porridge. So actually we've had so many um, people from that descent or from that country coming up to us at markets being so excited and confused because they're like, I grew up on buckwheat, but this right. is a very it new way. Like, this. <laughs> yeah, like the Aussies were doing something totally different. And then also buckwheat makes soba noodles. Oh yeah. So for Asian it's really popular and that's right. actually and then of course there's buckwheat flour really the only way i experience buckwheat um 
is I had buckwheat pancakes one time when I was little and I thought they were gross. Um, <laughs> very dense. So that was my only experience. And uh, with buckwheat, it has to be cooked or sprouted okay. in order for you to consume the nutrients. So you can't just buy raw buckwheat seeds from the store and eat them out of the bag like you would need okay. to process them. So the way the Aussies process them is pretty unique because we're not cooking it. It's sprouted and dehydrated, so it's dried. So it's actually still raw food, but you can eat it. It's ready to eat. You can pour it out of the bag on your breakfast or eat the cluster bucks out of the bag and you know not have to worry about cooking the buckwheat. And then you still get that crunch, whereas cooking it makes the buckwheat soft. So it's okay. just a very uh, different sensation. So is it, I've got to ask, um, because I know this is in my house too. Is it like gluten-free? Is it organic? Uh, no, is there no, is there GMOs in it? What, what's that look like? Oh yeah. So even before we got any certifications, it's been just a part of my passion to be really right. strict on sourcing. Um, and, making i've been buying organic from the beginning even when that meant you know it costs a little more uh but yeah we buy organic certified non-gmo buckwheat from the midwest in the u.s which mm -hmm. is north america has the highest quality buckwheat in the world so that was a big part of our mission to improve soil health at home that's, that's and, yeah so that's big and then actually the other thing and that's kind of with the name little bucks buckwheat is a very confusing name so we tried to drop wheat from buckwheat with oh, our box okay. because it's not a wheat technically buckwheat is not a grain it's a fruit seed more closely related to rhubarb and strawberries than actual wow. wheat yeah so that's a fun yeah. fact um that's really, i would i would lose that in trivia every time literally it <laughs> let me note that let me find that <laughs> yeah if you yeah maybe that'll be a question one day um but yeah literally if you like look up the buckwheat flower it comes from it's a flowering plant like it's a pretty white little flower and the seeds come from that. Okay, so let me ask you this, more philosophical. I'm a big follower of Brene Brown and um, Simon Sinek. Big fan. Yeah, mm -hmm. Seth Godin, all that. Why in the world are you doing this? Like, why do you do this? Why should anybody care, right? Getting down to the heart of it. Yeah. Like, what is your passion? Because you love this and I do not know many, I don't know, 20, 20 to 30 year olds 20, yeah. yeah that are like developing a brand and absolutely passionate about this and took something while she's surfing and rather than go that was really good right like yeah. rather than go that was really delicious i love this i want to consume more of it rather than just take consumption you said this is amazing what's the secret behind it found the source and then said i need to bring this back to the united states and make a brand out of it that's a whole other issue then, <laughs> yeah, then i tasted something that freaking tasted good <laughs> yeah. i want to buy more of it i want to consume more right because yeah. our whole our whole brandology is about the delineation between consumption and production right because mm -hmm. that's what keeps the world going is producers and you're one of them so why <laughs> Gosh, that's a great loaded question. Um, Welcome and I to love my it. world. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, that's, I mean, it really comes back to the founding, you know, the first time that I discovered sprouted buckwheat. I mean, genuinely, some people have asked me, like, were you looking for a product? Um, like, did you want to be an entrepreneur? And looking back, it makes sense given my skill sets in marketing and graphic design and kind of wanting to do a little bit of everything um little entrepreneur add it makes sense but i wasn't seeking anything out um 
I just became possessed with the idea that I needed to bring this back to the U.S. because you should have seen me when I discovered the sprouted buckwheat seeds and like lugged myself back up the hill to run to this cafe and ask him about it. I'm one of those health weirdos that um, I'm always trying to, not an extreme health weirdo, but just trying to find like healthier swaps in my diet that still actually taste good. And this was so easy for me to eat and sprinkle on everything. And I actually genuinely just love the taste and the crunch. And then it is the added health benefit. So, I mean, I was jacked, like so excited. And I was like, surely there's other people in the US that need to discover this and feel the same feeling that I have about sprouted buckwheat. Like I know I'm not the only person. Right. Uh, and I see it in Australia, they're a similar culture as us in some ways and it's used widespread there. So I have seen it kind of work in a market. And so I'm like, A, surely other people want to do this. Uh, B, it's really fallen in line with all my values uh, in terms of you know, a healthier product, good for people, good for the planet, uh, something new in the US that I think there's a big opportunity to be the first to market with it. And then also just personally, I was so inspired by Australia's culture in general. Um, I'm from the Midwest. And so it's just a completely different lifestyle. Uh, you're just talking about like, you know, Chicago, I live in Chicago. So it's all about the big city and the nightlife and the restaurant scene where Australia is more the outdoors, the beaches, you know, outdoor like grazing picnics. They were really set for, they didn't really have to quarantine, but they were really set for quarantine. Um, yes. before yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I just really, and I was bummed to have to leave Australia and move back to the U.S. And it was around, it was about three months before I was moving back to the U.S. And I was really uh, thinking about buckwheat a lot and the opportunity also really sad to leave Australia. And I wanted to bring a piece of that back with me. I feel like it, Australia really gave me you know, I really fell into stride in terms of my lifestyle and living a holistic, you know, not taking everything too seriously, even their sense of humor. Like we try to breathe that voice, that Aussie kind of cheeky sarcasm mm -hmm. and not taking everything too seriously into the tone of the brand. I'm the designer of the brand. So the colors, there's this deep blue. I feel like when I lived in Sydney, there's always blue everywhere from the ocean and the clean sky and um, just bright, fun colors. That's all inspired from Australia. So selfishly, I just wanted to feel connected to it. And I felt like there was just this calling in me to bring some of that back to the U.S. with me. No, it's, I encourage everybody to go to the website. It's really well done. And it's it's interesting. It's almost as we sit and talk and I, I get to hear more and, and learn more about you. It's it's the website really has got a lot of your personality in it, I think, if that makes sense. <laughs> Um, it's even got the uh, the hang five sprout good vibes. I mean, it's this this website is you. It's and it's really cool and it's fun and it's it's open and it's bright. You're right. It's uh, you for a brand. This looks like a well established, long time, been around. You know, made by some big corporation. So it's you've done a great job with your branding. Wow, thank you. I mean, that is definitely the fun part and something. I'm even now reading building a story brand. Um, sure you guys know but i forget who it's by but even just digging further into how like what is the character that our brand plays in our consumers lives obviously beyond you know it's tasty and healthy and fun but like how does it make them feel this is something we want you know to be a part of their lives for the next five ten years little bucks is a fun brand in their life it's in their pantry um so drilling into that even further and then so that's the that's really the stuff that makes me come come alive i had to do a lot of catching up on the logistics operations and finance department so you know <laughs> right. like that's a whole other thing because you're you're historically i mean 
you've done everything in marketing and you, you do it very well. So what, I, let me shift gears a little bit maybe. And what, what got you started into marketing? How did that happen? Was there a certain event or a certain person or you had a passion for it? How'd you get into marketing? Uh, I always grew up thinking I would be in marketing. I think I had a good left, right brain in terms of a really creative person, but not only just creative, really good with numbers and analytical. And I think marketing is the perfect field for that because you are looking at data and what's working and tracking things, but you also do have to be creative and think about the content. So um, that's always kind of makes sense to me. Even as a little kid, my mom was also in marketing, so I knew that was a thing. And I was like, oh, I want to be like my mom. Well, of course. But I remember, <laughs> yeah. And I remember even being like 10 years old in the car, I'd always be looking at billboards and analyzing like how they communicated and whether or not it worked well. Very weird to be thinking about as a 10 year old. But... As a 10 year old child in the backseat of a car. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I kept myself entertained. So, and just even in high school, I'd read like body language books and, you know, psychology that even plays into marketing. So just really interested in the whole field. So I studied that in school and advertising um, I went into the ad industry straight after college. I think that was mostly driven by, of course, the ad industry is a creative world, but I just didn't want to have to wear a suit because I don't look good in them. So I went. <laughs> and they're horribly uncomfortable too, right? <laughs> so that was a driving factor. <laughs> you, you mentioned school. Let me ask you, I'm dying to know this. Um, tell me more about the Indiana University water ski and wakeboard team. Oh yeah, there goes, that's where the shaka comes from. <laughs> How cool is that in Indiana? That's so cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, well that's, I mean, it's such a great way. First of all, it's a great way to meet friends with lake houses, but especially in the Midwest, there's a huge water ski wakeboard scene. Maybe not huge, underground maybe. Well, you grew, but, you grew to like 80 members though, right? Exactly. Oh yeah, so there's, um, especially uh, Midwest, Florida, and a little bit out west, there's big water ski uh, wakeboard teams at a lot of the big schools. So we'd go to tournaments with Ohio State, Purdue, Notre Dame, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, all of that. So yeah. it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I competed mostly in wakeboarding and kind of did the ski jump, but that was mostly just you like literally water ski off this ramp oh, and wow. try to, it's like whoever jumps the farthest wins. It's very oh, wow. wild. Um, <laughs> did you, now, did you do any of that uh, when you were in Australia? Actually did. Um, not competitively, but when I, so my first experience in Australia is that I studied abroad there when I was at Indiana. I did a semester there with uh, the University of Sydney's business school. And so just trying to meet people in Australia and get the experience. I'm like, oh, I'll join the wakeboard club in Australia, which is kind of funny because it's not as big of a deal there. And no one was very good at wakeboarding because they all surf and they have the ocean. Right. Um, but they had a way nicer boat. <laughs> but, <laughs> the boat was much better. <laughs> so I did that a little bit there, but then when I moved back, I was like, okay, this isn't really the scene for wakeboarding, it's surfing. And I always dreamt of learning how to surf. And there is actually people that surf on Lake Michigan in the winter, but that wow. is not the way I want to surf. Cause no, I'm that is not cold. what you, I've, I've, I've surfed on Lake Michigan. That is not. <gasps> That's my dream. Did you have like the thickest wetsuit? Yeah. It's like so much effort and cold. for. And it's years. ice cold. Like in the middle of July, it's ice cold. Like yeah. it's not, it's not, I mean, Hawaii. Have you ever surfed in Hawaii? Like off like Hawaii? Yes. It's, yeah, it's like the best surfing in the world. Heaven, and you can just be, 
in a bikini and not well me not you no, um, mark you wouldn't want me. to see him in a bikini. Yeah, yeah, mark, mark not me. i don't know right. yeah. yeah but you don't have to you know <laughs> worry me. about the elements as much yeah. and um yeah That's it is great. on my bucket list to surf lake michigan but not um yeah, not for the waves, just to say I did it. That's yeah. excellent. So I think right now is an excellent time for a little brand culture trivia. Are you up for it? Yeah, let's do it. I'm nervous. Okay, so let's play the intro and then let's come back and let's do a little brand culture trivia. Let's see. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome everyone to Brand Culture Trivia, where the points don't matter, but the brand does. In this segment, we play a trivia game against our guest. I'm your host, Mark Mosier, along with my co-host, David Morrow. David, tell us about the rules and the awesome prizes. Absolutely, the rules are as follows. You get to guess as fast as you can, and you get as many answers as you want, and the first one to give the right answer wins a point. The first contestant to three points wins the game. What do you get if you win? Glad you asked. You get 14,684 Brandology bucks. What is that worth? Those are absolutely worthless, but we might send you a sticker for playing. So let's get started with brand culture trivia. David, why don't you spin the wheel of trivia and see what our first question is? All right, here I go. It is a heavy, heavy wheel. All right, welcome back. We are here to do a little brand culture trivia. Mark Mosher, are you ready? I'm absolutely ready. I, are you, Emily, are you ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. Okay, <laughs> there is a lot at stake. 14,864 brand allergy bucks. And those, Ooh. I mean, that is a lot at stake right now. So I'm going to say a company slogan, and you guys are going to give me the brand or company name. For example, uh, Just Do It, Nike. Got Milk, Dairy Association. Right? Breakfast of Champions, Wheaties, stuff like that. Okay? So let me start with a good one. You know, Emily's younger, Mark. She's probably hip on a lot of the cool things. Have you seen I'll her experience in marketing and you, you want me to go up against her? I know. It's pretty yes, rough. Uh, this is, uh, we'll see. I'm like so bad at trivia, so this will be great. So I think, Even if okay. I know it. <laughs> so let's do this. I'll start, I'll start kind of in the middle. Uh, my group, my team of professional trivia creators back in the back room over there uh, at uh, Brandology headquarters, uh, they've given me this first one. They're magically delicious. Marlboro. Pop-Tarts? No. Close. Keep going. Tricks. Marlboro. Tricks. Nope, Lucky not tricks. Charms. So close. Lucky Charms Frosted Flakes. They're magically cool. delicious. Cool. Frost oh my gosh. This is killing me. Lucky um, strikes in Marlboro. They're magically delicious. Dude, magically get out of the tobacco aisle. I don't know. I've never had a lucky strike. They could it's be magically food. delicious. They could be I don't magically know. delicious if they're laced <laughs> properly. But don't do that because this is a family-friendly show. Oh, my gosh. Magically Rice delicious. Krispies. Rice Krispies. No. She's um, dancing around the answer. She's so I close. Know. I grew up We're a cereal family. We had I know. Literally, you, you grew up eating this. Yeah, oh my gosh. Um, the audience really right now like, is like eating it, going, like, I'm oh, telling you. It's like a candy. <laughs> no. Malin Laters. No. Juicy Fruit. No. Laffy They're magically, all right, I'm going to pull it. I'm going to pull it. Time's up. I'm going to pull it. I'm going to put it over here, right there in that green folder right there. 
That's where I hold yeah. in the Grandology <laughs> Studios. That's where I'm going to hold. It's going to come to me in like a minute and I'm going to freak out. Are we allowed to go back to it? The answer is Lucky Charms. Oh! Uh, why didn't you tell me I was close? I said Lucky Strikes. Oh my God. Lucky Strikes is so not close to Lucky Charms. They both rhyme. They're oh, birds. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're both lucky. Right? Yeah. One rots your teeth, one gives you cancer. It's one of the two. Yeah. So, oh, we don't mean that against any of the owners of Lucky Strikes. Please disclaimer. Please we, disclaim this against. Yes, the we are very. We are in favor of the tobacco industry. We are in favor of all brands, all industries, whatever you guys need. Okay. Hopefully that satisfied the legal group over there. Okay. So um, here's a good one. What toy? Back in the day, twenty years ago, what toy? came with a birth certificate, adoption papers from Babyland General Hospital. What toy came with a birth certificate, adoption papers from Babyland General Hospital? Wow. I don't know. That's a pretty intricate toy. Isn't that? It's a pretty cool toy. Barbie? We used to wait in line for them. It made the news. It was a huge brand. Got American Girl Dolls? Hmm. Very close. Uh, Very similar. Very close. But it was before that. It was 10 years, 20 years before that. Gosh, I grew up with the American Girl dolls. Yeah, that's why I thought that one might not be fair to you. And Mark, the dolls he grew up with, we can't talk about. I'm thinking of Barbie, G.I. Joe. Close, close, but it's in between Barbie and G.I. Joe, which were the 60s, Mr. Aqua Velva, and American Girl doll, which was like the 2000s. Is it like the troll dolls, is that? That's, you're closer, that's good. Um, and the grass oh, dolls were after American Beanie Babies. Great guess. You're close. Ooh. That's it. It's got the word baby in it. Oh, well, then it must. Then it must be right because <laughs> it has one word. It says baby. All right. The answer is Cabbage Patch Kids. Oh. <laughs> they came with a birth certificate? Yeah. Came with a birth certificate, adoption papers from like Babyland General Hospital. I would love to see the doctors that work there. I bet my parents, you know, threw out the birth certificates, you know. All right. (laughs) I'm going to make this one a little bit easier. What year was the first iPhone released in a massive campaign on stage by Steve Jobs with Apple? The first iPhone? 2004. Close. Nope. 2005. Nope. Higher or lower? Nope. Higher or lower? Come on, this is like Price is Right. Come on. Keep guessing. 2006? Keep guessing. I feel like 2000? 2008. Actually, yeah. Got dancing all around it. 2007? Yes! There you go. <laughs> you got it. I, I, I thought you were heading there. You were, you were like 2005, 2006, and then you're like yeah. 2000, 2008, and I'm like, wow, it's right in there. <laughs> Yeah. I should have given it to you because you were right there. But yeah, the very first one was Steve Jobs on stage uh, giving the presentation where he held up the very first iPhone. And at the time, you have to understand, we're so used to it now, but at the time, it was revolutionary. We did not have a sliding screen. We did not have a glass screen. Like The, the mm-hmm. biggest phone at the time that everybody had was the BlackBerry, which had the ball in the middle and, oh, the, yeah. keyboard, and the keyboard. And his whole vision is we don't need a keyboard. We just use a pane of glass. We just touch the glass, and then we're going to put little figures in there as apps. That'll be the that'll be the link, basically, to all mm-hmm. these online tools and services. So it was that vision that kind of 
carried that. And then it all started in 2007. Okay, so <laughs> the score is one and nothing. Good job, Emily. I'm proud of you. Way to go. Nice. So let's go. Good Let me true. see. Mark, you, you weren't in close. Well, I got to come back from Lucky Charms, so. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. Emily, this might have a good, uh, you should know this. Okay, little hint. It was produced on YouTube at first with the CEO and founder doing the YouTube ad, which was very well known and it was funny. It was very cool. Here's the slogan. Shave time, shave money. You're saying shave. Shave time, shave money. Shave time, shave money. Shave, the P is silent. Okay. The P in shave is Like, yeah, silent, like lamb. Yes. Um, there's no B and there's no P in the word shave. Well, yeah, it's silent. It's right? silent. Yes. Right? Yes, the B and the P are silent in the word shave. Shave time, shave money. Um, I think it's the Shave Club, right? Yes. What's the name of it, though? I got it. I got a whole. Hang on. Um, hang on. What is that? Hang on. Let me ask the lawyers. You have to shave ask. Club. Shave Club. Shave Club. She said Shave Club. Dollar um, Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club. She's yeah. got it. Good job. Hey. Good job, Emily. That's two. Right? Good job. This is the part of the game. This is the part where I, I kind of pull Mark aside and I go, as your coach, <laughs> let me tell you that if she had, if you had Mark, I don't know, fifty thousand times as many points as you have right now, she'd still be winning. So we got to kick it into gear because 50,000 times zero is still zero. We have no results. I want results. We got to inspire you. You got to get one. Yeah, I'm so ready. Let's get one. Let's get one on the board, man. All right. Um, this is going to be a tough one. There's no way she's going to this. All right. All for freedom, freedom for all. Is that like AARP? <laughs> and as much as Mark gets those in the mail, yeah, like, yeah that, I never, that. I've never received one or ripped it up. I would have known yeah, that one. Yeah, I've never ripped it up in a tantrum and said, "I'm not that old." <laughs> Threw it away. That wasn't me. I don't know why that came to mind. But they got it's all right. It's 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 uh, the way the last couple days have gone for Mark and I. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right here. <laughs> so yeah. all for freedom, freedom for all. It's a mode of transportation. It's a mode of transportation. All for freedom. Freedom for all. It's not a credit card. It's a mode of transportation. Like Ford? Um, Ford. You can't guess what she guessed. You can't just repeat Uh, what she says. uh, Airline, please. I'm going to go United Southwest. I will give you a hint. Another hint. Greyhound? Nope, another hint. Ford. She already said it. Not Ford again. Just to, another, just to give you a hint. They, the marketing department has done such a good job of branding this brand and you know generating interest in this brand and the culture around it um, that they've branded it as a lifestyle to the point where people get the logo literally tattooed on their bodies. Oh, Chevy. I got mine right here. Look. No, dear. Oh! He's <laughs> got a Chevy tattoo. And if you do, we don't want to see it. You might have like aqua velva on your other arm. Okay. Tattooed on the arm. Heart, Absolutely. Heart. And yet, 
And yet, we all don't know what the actual slogan is, right? We don't know what the tagline Wait, what was, is. What was your last guess? What did she say? Harley Davidson. Yes. Did she guess oh. that earlier? Did I, I just did, it? yeah. Wow, you got while, it. That's great. <laughs> that's the answer. The hint helped, and then I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yep, and that's the answer. Like that isn't that interesting? Like that is such a it's you know based in Milwaukee. Yeah, based in Milwaukee, yeah. such a phenomenal cultural. And that people brand don't know the their local. <laughs> and nobody knows. And we've we've asked that question on other episodes of people that literally have the tattoo on their bodies and own the the bikes. That's and hilarious. we're like, I don't even yeah, know, and that's not the know the slogan. <laughs> they didn't even know that's the tagline. I'm like, okay, so very cool. <laughs> Very, very cool. Well, congratulations. You are the winner. 14,854 Brandology Bucks. Way to go. We have, as soon okay. as our, Emily, we promise you, as soon as our e-commerce site gets up, sky's the limit, girl. We're going to have all the surfboards by all the famous surfers. <laughs> we're going to have we're all the trips to Australia from all the famous trippers to Australia. <laughs> we're going to have convertible Jaguars. Bentleys, Rolls Royces, you know, Rolexes, all that on our e-commerce site. Right, right now, that works for me. yeah. One little caveat: right now, Brandology Bucks don't exist. It's absolutely meaningless. Yeah. But that's okay. But we're go- we're ch- we're changing that very soon. Yeah. <laughs> hey everyone, Mark and I are really excited about a special feature we have coming up about the rise and the challenges of this technology transportation company that has literally changed the world. It experienced explosive growth but had constant controversy, making it one of the most fascinating companies to emerge over the past two decades. The firm, which was founded back in 2009, soon grew to become one of the highest valued private startup companies in the world. And yet its leadership, culture, and business practices have all been called into question, and the brand itself has been under seemingly constant attack. Join us as we explore the rise, the challenges of this technology transportation company. We've all used it and the leaders who are now trying to save it today. Join us as we discuss the rise and fall of Uber Technologies. So let me ask you this. What is... Like it was pretty brave of you to do. What, what what did you study in school? Did you go to? Did you 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 went to college, right? And then you took that, mm-hmm. and then you you got involved in those sports and stuff. What led you to Australia? Um. Well, I've always been drawn to the culture. I think just. Um, I mean, it's so far away. It's a different, like I said, like different. Well, it's glamorized in the United States too. Exactly. Right? It's very the whole culture is like, it's like the cool rock star culture. Exactly. From our view. Um, Absolutely. Every Australian I met was always really fun and laid back and had Absolutely. a really great sense of humor. And I always wanted to surf. Uh, that coastal lifestyle being a kid from the Midwest just yep. seemed so exotic. Um, Mark, and- went and Mark went and lived down in uh I was in the Caribbean, yeah. I lived down in the Caribbean for a year. So cool. Yeah. yeah. The, um, you're right. The lifestyle is just, there's it's so much more 
relaxed, I guess. There's just, there's no, so I got a job down there and one of my first days I was, it was late and I was, um, I was running to work as fast as I could in flip flops. And which is an image the, in and of itself. <laughs> and one of the old townies, he's just sitting there, he's out there smoking and he, he stopped me and he said in his island voice, he said, what are you running for? So while I'm late, he said, nowhere on island are you ever late? And I was like, oh, wow. Nice. I was like, that's, that's really deep. I'm like, okay. So I walked fastly to work, but it was, but it's just the mindset. Everything's so different when you get, you know, outside of the, the continental U.S. There's, especially in those island communities, it's just, it's a whole different thing. I encourage people to definitely do it. Put it on your bucket list, if nothing else. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, what event or person inspired you as a child? Like, what you, I mean, it's, you don't think of it because you went to school, you went surfing, you found a place far away, it was cool. You barely even wanted to came back, come back and then you founded a brand. I mean, you took something that tasted great, that was a great experience and you created a whole business around that. Very inspirational. But what is it or what person or event happened in your life that created you raised your emotional intelligence to a level where you can think that way. Yeah, I mean, it's really funny because the first thing that you said, like going way, way back to childhood, this is hilarious, but just being in, interested and inspired by the coastal lifestyle and surfing and all that was a cartoon, Reggie Rocket and Rocket Power. She's like the <laughs> there only- There you go. Inspiration does, like, can come from anything. Yeah, and I thought like, even as a little kid, I was like, why can't I, like, I'm gonna go beat all the boys in basketball at recess, like, and as a little kid seeing a cartoon like that, a female mm -hmm. in, it's like Reggie and three other boys, like, skate, they play skate, street hockey, I don't even know, and skate around and surf and all that, and I was like, you know, thought she was so cool. So as a little kid, that was like a big thing and kind of got me interested in those sports in general, um, and just being so a cool. woman who can do anything. And then in high school was probably just an experience um, being the captain of my soccer team senior. I was a very serious soccer player. And I started out my freshman year, didn't make varsity when that was like my dream. I'd been working so hard on it. And I mean, this, you know, like as a 14 year old, that's all you care about. Um, right, like that, that's like life, it's like shattering your world. Were you, exactly. cut from, were you cut from the team or you just didn't make varsity? Yeah, I made JV, they wanted me to uh, like touch up my skills a bit and these three other friends. But you didn't make varsity. Varsity was like, all the glory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All the glory. And there was six seniors on that team that went on to play D1 soccer. So we were one of the best teams in the state. So oh, wow. I did end Which up high school was that? Which high school was that? Marion High School. It's in oh. Indiana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's big. It's a big, big high school. Yeah. So that was wow. a big deal. We had a really good soccer program. And then I eventually got to wear a jersey for that team for the tournaments and then worked my way up to being the team captain and MVP senior year. So it kind of showed me even in entrepreneurship, you usually start out on the bottom. I didn't know anything about this industry and, you know, there's a lot to learn. I you could say I was on the JV the team just doing the markets and my packaging was a little off and, you know, I didn't have distribution and all this stuff. And then going back, refining my skills, learning about the industry and coming back and hopefully getting on top. So kind of like I did with soccer. I think that experience really gave me the confidence to be like, 
you know, patient, like you might not get all the glory at first, but just, you know, head down, be humble, work hard, and you can grow into a, a leader, both for your team and in general, in whatever, you know, I try to do. Oh, that's Those are really good words of advice. That's, I appreciate you sharing that with us. And as we kind of wrap things up, um, I usually like to ask at the end, I like to ask a question. I like to ask the guests, you know, what did you want to be when you were little? And we kind of already talked about that. <laughs> so with, yeah, I know, we've talked about that. Um, with your travel, um, have you found or did you come across or travel to any like one spot that felt was like, I don't know, like spiritual, like you really got something out of it, other than just being in a really cool spot, like it really meant something. You ever do that? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I feel like there's a handful of places, but one place I would, I mean, of course, Australia, I seem to have a love affair with Australia and that country in general holds a really special place in my heart. I really feel like it just aligns with my personality and everything end to end lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we traveled to my fiance and I, and then I ended up working from there for six weeks to Nicaragua. And oh. I just love, loved the culture. Um, it's a really uh, laid back lifestyle as well. I love Latin culture. I'm learning Spanish. They're also by the beach. We, you know, not a lot of people visit Nicaragua, but uh, I just felt very, you know, at home there. We still think about that trip a lot. And, you know, I just felt you know, really in stride with yourself is like, you know, those magical places you travel to. So I definitely that's can't wait really, to go back there. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing with us. This is so cool. So everybody's got to go to the website. We'll include it in our uh, summary. Um, give it again. It's uh, lovelilbucks.com. L-O-V-E-L-I-L-B-U-C-K-S. Correct. And try the product. So I'm going to, the chocolate ones I've got to try. I'm super excited about this. But this oh, yeah. is, it's all GMO free. It's gluten free. I mean, this is some mm -hmm. really high quality stuff that you're putting out. So yeah, I encourage all the listeners definitely go. If you want to get healthy, if you want to change it, something simple in your life and enjoy it. Um, this looks like the opportunity and the place to go. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the hope. Bring some, you know, fun, good vibes and good nutrition and a healthy crunch to everyone's pantry. So thank yeah. you for having me on though. That's this is fantastic. Really fun. Well, we wish you the absolute best. We love your products, and um, we wish you the absolute best as uh, as you guys are uh, moving across the country, you and your family, and continue. Your brand will continue, I'm sure, right? And oh, yeah. um, uh, we are uh, putting together uh, regional female leaders, and uh, we're developing certain summits and things like that in groups, and we would love to have you on that. So that's great. Oh, my gosh. That sounds awesome. I can't wait. I love yeah. meeting Well, I think you have a lot to you, people like Tala Ha, you know, like – uh, there's a whole bunch of people that uh, uh, you can really inspire to, uh, yeah, to yeah, not just, absolutely. you know, I still look back at your first meal, right, <laughs> while surfing and being like, rather than saying, this is delicious, I want to order more, which is frankly, when I was your age, I would have done, right? <laughs> you went and you were like, that's fantastic. While you're on your way back to the US, you Google it and you're like, there's a void in this market. I'm going to create a brand and you've built a self-sufficient brand around that. That's brave that's brilliant so congratulations thank you yeah i mean again i was possessed and felt like there was no other option and 
what better time than when you don't have any kids yet to try to start a brand? No, I, you know what? I challenge you. You should always do it, no matter how many kids you have. I, you should always exactly. No, I've met so many like. I th I think I think you're right. I think it's easier then because you're more oh, of a risk taker. Yes. But I find what happens is as I've reached that age is people get scared, right? They get they get too used to their norm, and I'm like, don't do that. Well, like, honestly, country, you have our country needs people to always take risks. The only thing exactly. good that has ever happened is by someone that has sacrificed and has taken massive risks and has gone against everybody that said no to them. Just take that as, as fuel to just keep going. So that's fantastic. Exactly. We wish you all the best. Thank cool. you. Yeah, I can't wait to talk more and be a part of We will. Event. This will not be our last conversation, we no. promise you. No, not at all. I mean, Mark, oh. you haven't even seen yet, you, and you need a rematch against Mark because he is better. Yeah, I do. Mark. I want a grudge match. Yeah, I, I yeah. pulled out. Mark will admit, we need to do that again. Pulled, yeah, Mark will admit I pulled out some different questions this time. Yeah. He's used to seeing the same questions. He keeps getting them wrong, and I'm like, no, no, no. We need, <laughs> we need, some, new, we need some new blood. So. Yeah. Very, yeah. <laughs> very, very, very proud to have met you. Thank you so much for all you do, Emily, and we wish you all the best, and we will, we will be in touch soon. Yep. Cool. Thank all you, right. guys. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Hey, Mark, are you excited about this uh, 2021 Female Leadership Summit? Oh, David, this is going to be incredible. I can't wait. I am, I am really pumped about it. The 2021 Brandology Female Leadership Summit is going to be your opportunity to access a wealth of leadership insight from a world-class faculty we've put together, ready to equip and inspire you regardless of your field or industry. Yeah, so each chosen leader will provide a short you know, five to ten minute presentation on culture, on leadership and practical ways to help you succeed. Um, there'll also be a panel discussion on hot topics. Uh, the belief female leadership matters is more important today than ever before. Absolutely, that's why the 2021 Brandology Female Leadership Summit will give you access to this unique group of world-class faculty who will share their distinct perspectives, inspiring and equipping you with practical skills you can use right away. That's right. And some of the topics our leaders will dive into will be agile and inventive leadership methods, identifying practical methods to better manage your time, how a positive culture also improves productivity and how to leverage advances in technology to achieve that. Overcoming fear and negative self-talk, creating collaborative dynamics in teams and leading through crisis. So don't miss the 2021 Female Leadership Summit only on Brandology Podcast. So subscribe and download the episodes to be notified of this upcoming event. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you. Mark and I want to take a moment and thank everyone that listens and subscribes to our podcast. It means a lot. We're truly trying to make this one that we ourselves would find interesting and find entertaining. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas for subjects, great brands that have risen and fallen, great case studies, or fantastic guests that you'd like to see, please reach out to us, Brandology Podcast Staff at gmail.com. That's Brandology Podcast Staff at gmail.com. Hey, David, that was another great episode. We tend to post one or two a week. Uh, unfortunately, don't really have a way of wrapping this up. 
No, uh, no, we really don't have anything formal or fancy or technological. Um, thank you for listening. Please follow and subscribe, turn notifications on so that when we post the next episode, you will be notified of the new content. Thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. Everyone, thanks for listening.